Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. Hey, if you ever coached church softball, you could become head coach at Salesianum. Apply now. <laughs> Why do I say that? It might be a bit of an exaggeration. Uh, award-winning and sportscaster of the year, WDEL uh, sportscaster, sports reporter Sean Green's in the studio. I uh, wrote a story about the referee shortage, and it turns out it's not just referees. How you doing, man? Hello, Rick. Good morning. Morning. Good to see you. So uh, you've been talking to uh, schools, I guess, all around the state. Yeah, it, it, it's been listening to school board after school board, and then had a chance to talk to the head of the Football Officials Association last week, and it, it, it there are bodies needed in the system, let's put it that way. Yeah, you know, it's uh, this has nothing to do with what you're reporting here, but this is the only year I can think of when uh, actually going to school boards is kind of like going to a boxing match. You know, there there is a lot going on because people are angry about one thing or another. But uh, it all comes down to COVID. It all comes down to staffing shortages. And it's not just happening in the hospitals with nurses and respiratory therapists. It's also happening with bus drivers, as you reported, and others at WDEL have reported as well. And, and now, as uh, the sports beat reporter, you're learning that it's actually a problem with a lot of different other aspects as well, like referees and coaches. Well, some of it is age replenishment. There's been a generation that I would say a service generation and, and, and generations before that. You'd become officials. You would coach your kids or, or maybe you coach after your kids retired. My dad was a coach of a, of a Lions Club team for several years after, well, me and my brother never played on his, on his team, but he was friends with someone who did coach. His kids went through, were done, and he continued to coach that team for 15 or 20 years. We don't see that a whole lot now. Well, how come you didn't pick up after your dad? You dropped the ball. He, it's a he, generational he me, failure. He saw, he saw me swing a baseball bat once. <laughs> oh, right? I had already taken tennis lessons. Yeah, He's like, tennis is already too much in your system. And <laughs> right. nobody was right. Here's a clipboard, kid. <laughs> learn, <laughs> learn stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I exactly. Got, I, I got a varsity letter from baseball at Newark. It's the stat guy. There you go. It's the stat guy. Exactly. Because <laughs> you love sports. And uh, even though, like me, uh, you are just even a mediocre third stringer. The, the but term still... is fundamentally useless. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> well said. Say it again. Fundamentally useless. Useful. Fundamentally useless. The... These are your fundamentals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, so uh, you're, you're interviewing, you're going to do school board meetings, but you're also interviewing uh, other athletic departments around the state too, right? Yeah, and, and what we're seeing is schools continue to be looking for coaches. I know there was a school up, I believe it was, it was either Avangrove or Avangrove Charter, it's up in Pennsylvania, Yeah, where they were still looking for a JV volleyball coach last October. Now, what, they were already supposed to be like four games in. What are the credentials for a JV volleyball coach? Someone who has the time to show up to practice and has at least a little bit of knowledge of the sport that can be passed along to kids. You know, that is important. I remember when my daughter was in high school, they had a great softball coach. She was an all-star in college at NC State, which it's is, you know. An excellent program. Exactly. Perennial playoffs and uh, championships and things like that. And uh, But she got promoted, and the principal thought, oh, okay, so it's girls softball, no big deal. Brought in two people who had no idea what they were doing. Within two games, the nine best girls on the 18-roster team left. They, they all just bailed because they had no idea. So it seems like, well, maybe if they do bring in some coaches, assistant coaches, they need to have some sort of experience that's meaningful. Well, I mean, you have that and just you need people who have knowledge, who have the time. And that's, I think, a lot of it. Yes, 
there are more teams than ever. There's travel, sports, there's the high school structure. But you look at people, and, and you see this in all aspects of life, people are having to work two jobs in a lot of situations, or they're working odd hours, or mm-hmm. your first shift, second shift. And think about the time, you know, the shift you, what kind so of jobs not, you have. These are not full-time jobs. Obviously, the referee jobs are not full-time gigs. No, they, obviously. Being a high school coach, not a full-time job. Being a referee, while they make you can make some decent money, certainly not a full-time job. Now, but and, and now, let let's me, think about it. A, a team has practices from three to five in an afternoon, you know, per se, or maybe your games are three thirty to six thirty. Let's run the list of careers where you can have that kind of flexibility. Where if I need to make income for my household, and maybe the coaching job's a thousand dollars, but that's not all that much when you consider the expenses you have to pay to be a coach, right? You know. So a lot, just people, a lot of people can't do it. Can't of, do it. A lot of people feel like if you own your own business, oh, then you have time to do that because it's flexible. What people don't realize is that the reason somebody owns their own business is they're willing to work ninety hours a week for themselves as opposed to forty hours a week for somebody else, and they they don't always have that time. But it's true that a lot of people who do own businesses and and have extra time to do that uh, will do that. For example, maybe somebody owns an insurance business or something. What what's your dad do, for example? Well, he. Now he's a bus driver. He was wor- at that point. He was working for a medical corporation, working graveyard shift. Okay, so yep. so he had those days that he could do that. He he would wake up, coach, and then go to work. You know, you talk about generational, uh, but you're also talking about what's happening in our country, especially in Delaware. I think it's very very uh, relevant when we talk about volunteer firefighters. Because there used to be a lot of shift work. Now, Amazon coming over the old boxwood plant, that's going to provide some level of shift work. I don't know if it's going to be like the GM plant or you had down Newark, you had the Chrysler plant. You had uh, manufacturing and you had three shifts and you would find people who would be available in these daylight hours because they're uh, they're like on the third shift or something. Or maybe they're on the first shift and they could go and do these things later. We don't see that now, do we? No, and the question is, if you're at Amazon or you're at those places, we knew how much Chrysler and those and the GM plant made. Yeah. Amazon, I don't think, is paying at that, that general wage. Well, they're starting was. about 17 18 bucks an hour, you know. But so we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. I mean, the question is, are those people doing those jobs? And then, all right, now i got to pick up a few more hours here mm-hmm. somewhere else. Again, coaching maybe $1,000 a season, so that's not the answer if you need steady income coming into your house. Well, this brings up another question, too, because I've talked about this for the last 15 years here in Delaware, that we are we are in the midst of a shift when it comes to firefighting. And I, and I think this parallels what we're talking yeah. about here with sports, in that because of the lack of shift work, then we have a lack of volunteer firefighters. And in the state of Delaware, you listening, if you live in Delaware, understand something. You're going to have to pay more in taxes to have fire service because we're moving towards a a time in our lives when they're going to be paid. If you want fire service, then you're going to have to pay them. They've got to be full-time. That's it. Now, you mentioned earlier that the coaches uh, are part-time coaches. But in my experience, and maybe just because, you know, I went to, to school in the days when your football coach was also maybe a science teacher or taught geology, geography, or something like that. Uh, in fact, both of those. And and so as a full-time uh, teacher as well as a coach. How many or what percentage would you guess, just an estimate, of what percentage of high school coaches, baseball, football, lacrosse, field hockey, uh, basketball, men's and, and women's, all that kind of stuff, uh, are indeed 
not full-time employees of the school or the district? I would say 5 to 10%. I, it's not a very high number. It, it, as you say, it is a lot, of co- a lot of teachers, whether at the school in question or maybe a, at a middle school, and then they come over and, and coach the high school kids. So that is the primary source of finding coaches, but it's finding that gap, that 5 to 10% of openings – you have to get them from somewhere, and that, right. and and again, just the way that the the job market is is set up right now, the, the 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 pool is lower than it's ever been. And again, you need to have people who a have the shift or the job available to do it, and the willingness to want to do it. And that's its own level of issue. At what level are we talking about, Sean? Are we talking about head coaches, assistant coaches, part time JV? What 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 levels are we talking about? around the state of Delaware. I mean, generally it would be your JVs, your freshmen, where you have the biggest things. Now, head coach, of course, has the clout that, well, I'm the head coach of a team. So generally they can find somebody in those positions. But And that's a paid position. You, that Those are all paid positions. If you go to, like, the Christina School District, you can go onto their website. You can find their pay scale. Mm-hmm. It's not just the teachers. They have what they call EPER, extra pay, extra responsibility. Yep. You can find up how much a varsity lacrosse coach makes the same as you can find up how much a freshman field hockey coach makes. It's all not negotiable. It's on. It's all black and white on a sheet of paper, and you can see how much it makes. How the much school, they make. The school board has determined this is the salary level. Yes, exactly. Until they start winning big time regional championships. No, Newark. Oh, Newark's yeah. football coach has made on that scale, even when they won the six straight titles or five out of six of that one never got a raise no bonuses yeah that's no that's it was even he was the, and butch simpson was the driver's ed teacher yeah yeah so this is the money you make if you lose you're out so, <laughs> so forget about more reward but you also think about the challenges of being a coach yeah are maybe as stressful as ever now because while we've talked about ref abuse in the past yeah there's coach abuse as well mm-hmm. because there is the pressure to get kids scholarship money coaches if you have a – I've talked to Mike Judy, the head coach at Smyrna High School, yeah. who's the football coach, and he's talked about the work that he puts in with his players who he thinks should be playing in college, reaching out to college coaches, making sure they have the film they need, the information they need on his athletes, so that hopefully one of them will give his athlete a chance. This is the kind of guy who's like working to 11 o'clock at night with emails and – compiling stories and stats and things like that. And might I also add, also a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's and, and again, that comes back to what we were talking about yeah. before. You know, the vast majority of them are indeed teachers. Um so what happens now? What what happens with the games if you know if you're looking at ten percent of these coaching jobs need to be filled? And what percentage of referee jobs need to be filled? Well the referee's the bigger issue. Because yeah. again, coaching for the most part seen as a positive now Sometimes the parents can be a little bit too much towards a, a coach, and the the parent knows everything, and the coach knows nothing. And the referees know less. And there's the problem, <laughs> yeah, is that the yeah. image of a referee is seen as even worse. And talking to Bob Collins, the head of the Northern, Football Del- or Northern Delaware Football Officials Association last week, who covers Newcastle County and Cecil County with his organization, they had 100-plus referees 10 years ago. They're down to 63. So before 2020 and the lockdown, this was already a problem, wasn't they were, it? They were already in, I think he said, the mid-70s. So they were, it's been a trend. That, yeah. That more are exiting than coming into the pool. It's like being a bus driver. It's, it's as if nobody really has your back uh, when the kids are misbehaving on the bus. The parents always say that their kids are fine and you're a lousy bus driver. You need to be fired. 
and, and, and you're a horrible, rotten human being. So it's the same thing with the referees. They get all this abuse and all this crap for people, yet they're highly trained. They have to be educated. They have to know so many hundreds of different rules. You need to know the rule book. And I know people who do that, and they'll say, look at page 23. Okay, go down halfway. You'll see the rule there. It's like, how do you even know that? Well, because they sleep with the books. And yet they're going to dedicate their lives to this stuff because they love kids. They love the sports. And that far too often they feel right or wrong, and I'm going to get to a question to, uh, to you about this, Sean. Uh, they feel right or wrong that uh, the school programs don't have their backs. So in the real world, do the schools and the programs have the referees' backs, or is it far too often when uh, they're just kind of shunted away because the parents are influential, they're loud, they're angry, or they're mean? I mean, I personally haven't seen somebody physically attack an official here in the state of Delaware. I've heard, you know, more verbal abuse than than should ever be tolerated by any human being. And yeah, it, it's on the athletic directors and the coaches to put a stop to it. They won't do it. They won't do it because they don't want to be seen as the bad guy. So, what should the ads and the coaches do? Uh... To have the referees back in this way, you say they won't if, put so, a stop if someone to it. Goes, How should they? What should they do? That's a lousy call. You're biased. You're an idiot. Blah blah blah. Should turn around and put one finger up in front of his mouth, vertical finger, and go shh. Yeah. Be quiet. The AD or the coach should do because that. You, I mean yeah the referees the referees trying to do their job. So the referee perfect? No. Does the coach call a perfect play on every play? No. Do the athletes make mistakes on the field? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the referee, if they're not perfect, yeah. they're, they're biased. Yelled, they're, they're booed yeah. and they're yelled at. They're called names. I mean, what you what you just described there, Sean, is actually rather mild. I don't think any referee would really get upset over what you just said. But then comes the profanity. Then comes yelling about their kids and their mothers and, and all those well, gross insults. It's a, and it's a snowball rolling downhill. Yeah. Okay, I just gave you a couple of flurries, but yeah. now let's roll it down and to that sort of thing happens. week after week. and then Or week- like this one, for example. I actually saw this. It's a soccer game. And and this guy, this dad, is running up and down the field as his kid is uh, is dribbling and passing the ball in soccer. And he's yelling at other kids. He's yelling at his kid. And it's like no one did anything until finally a couple of parents uh, walked to the sideline and said, Hey, uh, Joe, take it easy. Come on, you're messing up the game, messing up the kids. He started arguing and yelling and everything and said, You know, come on, come sit down with us. Don't escalate this. And they finally did. But it was a couple of parents who de-escalated it. But in a situation like that, should it be the athletic director or the coach who steps out in front of people? Should Now, there's cops. Uh, there are security officials at these games. Should it be one of them who stops somebody like that? What should happen to give the referees the kind of support that they need? Well, to me, the ref, the, the, the police officer should only get involved when, something, fight. when yeah. something legitimately becomes a, an actual threat. Now, uh-huh. yes, if there's a verbal threat being fired from the stands, then yes, the officers need to go over there. Your standard, what is known as heckling of an official, that needs to be stopped by... That's a great American sport, heckling officials. Absolutely, but <laughs> there know. comes a point where you go too far. Now, we've all booed a call. Like, Oh, yeah. Boo, boo is a boo. Yeah. But when you make it personal, that's when you cross the line, at least in my mind, that... Again, these are human beings that they're not, I mean, they're being paid in Delaware 80, I believe it's $78 to do a varsity game. It's less than that if they're doing a JV. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, they're going to make mistakes, but they're they're out there getting exercise. They want to support the kids. They were most of them were athletes in the various sports at some point. So what are they hearing? What are the athletic directors and coaches that you're talking to hearing about why they can't hire referees for these games? Well, what Bob Collins will tell you what the referees said. It, you know, it's the image of the job has been so destroyed. I mean, think about it. If, if a bad call is made in, in I mean, the the Big no, Twelve, the, yeah. the Big Twelve had to issue two apologies mm-hmm. last week because of missed calls late in games. Is that having? I mean, yes, the referees. You know, if, you, if you put a microphone in front of a referee and made a bad call and you showed him it was a bad call, would guarantee you they'd feel terrible. Sure, like it's, it's it, yeah, and it's easier to criticize than it is to do. Yeah, and it's. So they make an apology, but now that becomes, see, they're wrong. Those officials are horrible. And they get people's, the referees' names, and they watch out for them and call them out on social media. Oh, yeah. I mean, goodness knows if you're a referee at a top level, you either got to have the thickest skin in the world or yeah. stay off of social media. And, your, and uh, your spouse and kids, they better have thick skins, too, and you better have a conversation with them because... Yeah, people are, looking, people are looking up phone numbers now. Yeah. It is they're I mean, it's horrible. Them. They're doxing them. I know, which has got to be illegal. Yeah. But in in Delaware, and going back to the local problem here, okay, so there's, again, about 63 football officials. Let's say that all of a sudden we have one of the top officials, like someone who's an A-level great official and just happens to be 31 years old. If I'll guarantee you where that official is going, to the NCAA. Yeah. So instead of working a high school game, that person's now going to work a college game which, by the way, they pay a minimum of $300, and if you pl- work at the top levels, four figures. Mm-hmm. And now, okay, now that's not an available high school official for us. So there's only a certain level of official you can get because the best officials in Delaware are going to end up working college games. So are games going to not be played because of this? That's the threat. Bob yeah. Collins mentioned that when we talked to him last week is – what is where do we go from sixty three? We're already in a situation where we had some high school football games last night. Salesianum is playing at four o'clock this afternoon because those officials have to do a seven thirty game afterwards. Mm-hmm. Then those officials are likely going to do one or two games on Saturday. So now we have an aging athlete uh, referees pool. So you start recruiting in colleges, start recruiting at high schools. The kids are, are still uh, they're still young and enthusiastic, and that has not yet been beaten out of them. As long as they haven't been abusing officials themselves and, and want no part of it <laughs> right. themselves, and, and that's that's its own problem. But I will say, as a result of the story that I did last week, you heard on Delaware, yeah, Bob Collins told us 17 people signed up to at least learn about the program. So let's say they even get a third of that, five more bodies in. That buys time. And it's not just football. It's basketball. It's field hockey. Every sport, the only one that I think is really doing well right now is soccer. And I've never understood why that's always been a really young officiating group, even in high school. But I mean, the average age of a high school referee in this country for football is 63. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's a problem. Okay. So, uh, Sean Green, sports director here at WDEL. Uh, what needs to be done? We need more officials. If you are in any way interested, even if you can only do nights, if you can only do weekends, that takes some of the burden off. You can reach out to the DIAA. You can just search DIAA on you know social media. You'll find all the different ways to get to them. And, and just ask for information. I, I think you have the conversation. 
If it's for you, great. If it's not, you know, so be it. But we need referees. We need coaches. We need bus drivers. We need substitute teachers. We need regular teachers. Yeah. We need a lot of things. And, you know, as you would say, we need people working in restaurants. We need all over the place. Exactly. All right. So, uh, but if you weep heartily over a mean tweet, don't apply. Especially to be a referee. Sean Green, <laughs> sports director, WDEL. Thanks, man. I appreciate Pleasure it. Pleasure as always. All right. You always got a spot here, and I certainly hope people respond. Contact the DIAA. You can also email Sean, by the way, for more information, right? S Green, S G R E E N E. Still at WDEL.com? That I am. Perfect. All right. Take a break. Stay tuned. More with Rick Jensen just ahead on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL.